What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from lovestandshere.com, and I'm a life coach, a certified eating psychology coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through him, but also how to cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, living in the world can be really tough, and all too often we're taught beliefs and given messages by a broken society that make us feel like we're never enough and our worth is only skin deep. But I'm here to share some good news. Your worth is not in the world, but in God's beautiful word. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Love ya. Welcome back, my love. I was sitting here thinking, as I often do, I feel like I was sitting here thinking, like that phrase is something I say all the time, and it should probably be the title of my podcast, but we're going to leave it the way it is. (laughs) Um, And by the way, it is currently the Thursday before you're listening to this, and I'm just recording this episode. I've been having trouble trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about this week. So here we are. I have not been able to get the scripture verse, uh, James 5.16 out of my head lately. And if you don't know the Bible, basically it just, it talks about uh, sharing your sins with each other and praying for each other so that we can be healed. And it just lines up so well with what I talk about all the time, you know, sharing your story in safe spaces. And I'll talk more about the context here in a little bit, but it got me thinking about my whole process and everything that I've been through that has led me up to where I am now and that has led me up to my relationship with Jesus. And there's one experience I want to share with you, and it's another vulnerable one, but I'm going to share because I think it's really important to talk about and it's been really significant in my journey. So when I was in Phoenix... When I was living in Phoenix, there was a town about an hour and a half north of me where my friends and I used to go every once in a while. We probably went, I've probably been there like seven times. And we used to go because it was just this cute little town. It kind of reminded me of one of the towns here in Vermont. But the main street was like this row of bars and stores and stuff. And it was called Whiskey Row. It's called Whiskey Row. So we used to go up there to party. I swear to you, I some of my most destructive moments were in that town. It was such like bad juju for me. Every time I went there, I would get way drunk and... I don't know, something bad always seemed to happen. So this one time in 2014, I had been dating this guy that was like six years younger than me. And I think at that point, that meant that he was like 22. And I had just found out that he had cheated on me a couple times at the beginning of our relationship. And the beginning of our relationship started just the October before. So it hadn't been that long. But I was trying to get over it, and his birthday was in March, so this was in March. 
And I decided that I wanted to take him up to this little town for his birthday and we'd stay overnight and we'd go out and we did that. And we both got really drunk and we got in an argument and we were at this bar and we left this bar and started to walk up to- towards the hotel and um, we were arguing on the street and somebody saw us, I guess, and called the cops. Um, but before the cops came, the guy that this guy that I was dating, I was trying to go back up to the hotel and he wasn't letting me get by him like he was restraining me. And at one point he picked me up and lifted me over his shoulder. And I've always had issues with men like I've talked about already. And so when I was drinking, I had real big issues with men and I would get really scared and I would always get really defensive So, and you know, this is just another guy. It was just a toxic relationship anyway. So when he finally put me down, I punched him in the face like five times and the cops came and they separated us. I wasn't being like physical at that point, but they just separated us and they asked him if I had punched him in the face. And I mean, at that point he already had a bruise on his eye. So it was pretty clear. And he said no, but they asked me and I said yes because <laughs> I'm not very good at lying. And so they threw us both in jail. And that was my first experience in jail and it was terrifying. That was actually my only experience in jail. I said that like I went several times after, but I didn't. It was my only experience and it was just terrifying. Uh, and also, I think I told you this was 2014, but it was actually 2015, just to clear that up, because I was still very much in a relationship with a very good guy, the one good relationship I've had in my entire life in 2014, and I don't want to make the mistake of being like, hey, I was dating somebody else because I wasn't. So 2015. So the reason that I shared this experience with you is because after all of this happened, we both spent the night in jail um, we were able to leave the next morning and then, you know, we had to go through all kinds of court stuff and pay all kinds of fines. And at the end of it, I had to take six months of domestic violence classes. And I know that it sounds so bad from the outside, but that was one of the best things that has ever happened to me because I had spent so long just I had a really narcissistic relationship when I was 20. It was my f- the first time I had really experienced narc abuse. It's actually the reason that I moved to Arizona to get away from this person. And I never had a chance to heal from that. I went into right into another relationship, which with an amazing guy, we were actually engaged. Uh, we were together for four and a half years. And then I ended up screwing that up because I was still so screwed up. Then came this guy that I'm telling you about here. So I had just spent a lot of time like within that, even that four and a half year relationship, I was very angry and, you know, we were in our early twenties. So we did things like party and stuff. And I, when I drank too much, I would get mean. I I just, I had so much anger in me and I had just so much resistance to the world and I didn't understand it and I felt so different and I felt so misunderstood and you know I felt that way even before these relationships but that mixed in with having not 
experienced healing from narc abuse um, after something that I, that was something that I had never experienced in my life. And it just rocked my mind. It totally screwed me up. So all of that together really made me an unhealthy person. And so the domestic violence classes that I was instructed to take, that I was mandated to take through court order after I got arrested were so good for me because it was the first time that I was in a group of people, a group of women that understood what I had been through because it turned out that a lot of these women that were in this class with me, they got put there because they were defending themselves from an abusive partner. So I got to spend 20 weeks talking to women that understood what I had gone through and that could actually relate to me. And for the first time in a very, very long time, I felt heard, I felt seen, and I didn't feel alone. And it's funny, thinking about it now, again, just the whole process of things, it was shortly after I finished those classes, I finished them at the end of 2015, that I started coaching. I started my whole online thing um, through Beachbody Coaching. That was like where it kicked it off. I haven't done that in a very long time. But in that space, they teach you that sharing your story is so important and it's just funny for me to think about how that has been such a consistent message and belief for me in my life since I had those domestic violence classes and it all started with a trip to jail. <laughs> so don't ever think that something good can't come of something bad because it happens all the time. But yeah, so telling my story has been a huge part of my healing process. It's been one of the most important things I, I can't imagine where I would be if I wasn't able to share myself with people. So I want to take it back to James 5.16 that I was talking about earlier. And let me just remind you, I am not a pastor. I did not go to seminary. I'm just a girl who's had a very powerful encounter with God and my relationship with Jesus has completely transformed my life. So I do the best I can to walk in relationship with him every day. And that means, you know, reading the Bible. And I do a lot of reflecting on my life and seeing how it relates to the word. I don't do it backwards. I don't read the word and try to manipulate it to fit into my life as so many people do. That's not how it works. Um, it's just very helpful for me when I'm going through something and I can find scripture about it in the Bible because the Bible is living, um, it's truth and it's living word. Um, so James 5, 16 says, make this your common practice to confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. And this makes me think about when I was living in and for the world. You know, you'll hear a Christian say or religious people say, oh, just pray about it. Just pray about it. And I feel like that is like such a lazy way to go about it. You know, just pray and go to church. It feels like the most surface level, basic way for Christians to just be like, I'm going to tell you to do this and move on so I don't have to put any effort into actually helping anybody. And God bless everybody. I know everybody's doing the best that they can, but 
just if you've experienced this, just know that there's much more to it and it's really hard to understand unless you actually have your own relationship with Jesus, but prayer does actually heal. It just probably doesn't look the way that a lot of people have made it look to you. But this passage is really powerful to me just because like I've been sharing, sharing my story has been so healing. But something that I want to point out and make very clear is that I believe, and this has just been my experience, that healing when you are in and of the world is peanuts compared to the healing that you're able to experience when you know Jesus. You know, everything that happened with the domestic violence classes and finally feeling supported and heard by a group of women was so healing for me. And that started me on a path of sharing myself with people, you know, realizing that I wasn't a crazy person and I wasn't alone and that my story is worth being heard. That was amazing. And I learned all of that when I was still of the world. And for a few years, I lived that way, um, maturing and growing and sharing my story and trying to get better and trying to heal more. And I got somewhere, but I still ended up in another very narcissistic relationship that completely destroyed me to the point where I had nowhere else to go but to turn to God. So clearly, still being of the world and and trying as hard as I could to heal and be better and to be healthy in that space, no matter how hard I tried, it wasn't helping. And it wasn't until I met Jesus that I started to understand what healing actually is. And I now understand that when God puts you in a situation where you're surrounded in fellowship by other Christians who are also on their own journey with Jesus, and you can share your story in that space, oh my goodness, I could never put into words the friendships that I have now and the amount of confidence I have now and just knowing who I am as a person and, you know, knowing my identity is in Christ, it has helped me disconnect so much from the world and what the world expects me to be. And that, you know, that connection, that chain that we have to the world and what the world is telling us we should be and who the world is telling us we should be, that is what causes so much suffering. So being able to break that chain through my relationship with Jesus has just been so incredible. And so it was like the first step was being able to open up and share with with people before I knew Jesus, but then it's this entire new level being able to open up and share with other people who know Jesus and the healing that happens in that space is what is so incredible. So that's what James is talking about. You know, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. He's talking about this in the context of fellowship with other Christians. The wholeness and the healing that happens is just on another level than it is when you are living in and of the world. So I don't know if you're a Christian or if you're not a Christian, 
But either way, I want to encourage you to, if you have been struggling, if you struggle with mental health, you struggle with depression, if you struggle feeling lonely, and at the same time, you're also, you also feel like you can't share yourself with people, you can't truly be yourself, you don't know how to open up, you don't know how to be vulnerable, my suggestion would be do whatever you can to find people that can relate to you in your season of life. That started with Facebook groups for me. I don't know how those are still working. Um, but even, you know, you know, I talk about social media all the time and how destructive it can be. But when you're using it mindfully, it can also be really, really beneficial. So if you're on Instagram or you're on TikTok, look up influencers, accounts, posts, whatever that relate to what you're struggling with. Just take that first step and try not to anticipate what is going to happen in the future from this. Just try to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. You know, just reach out to that one person or, uh, you know, search for that one post and just take it from there. Take it step by step because putting yourself in a situation where you feel like you're not the only one going through what you're going through because I guarantee you whatever you are going through right now, somebody else is going through. And there's something on the internet somewhere or whatever that can help you have an awareness of that. Start there and then start having conversations with people. At least start looking at things that make you feel like you're not alone or listening to podcasts or whatever and then try to start having conversations with people you would be amazed at how your conversation starting (laughs) not only is so therapeutic and cathartic for you but it's gonna help somebody else too and we're we're just you know I don't know if you're aware of this but we're also built as humans to serve other humans So if in your healing, you can serve other humans, that's also healing for you. So there's so many benefits to it. Try to get in spaces where you can have conversations as much as you can. Stop looking for the quick fix. The quick fix is never going to help. And I, and I promise you, I, I don't even have to ask you because I know that if that is what you have been turning to, to try to change your life, it hasn't worked. Maybe in the short term, maybe you know, for an instant, for a moment, it works, but it hasn't actually changed your life, has it? Having conversations will. And then my hope and my prayer is that if you aren't a Christian, eventually you will be led in that direction because that is just, like I said before, another level of healing, but never any pressure, just sharing my experiences as a girl who lived in the world and hated her life, transformed into a girl who has Jesus and life is just so much more beautiful. Mm
That's all for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. And hey, if you don't mind, would you do me a favor and rate, review, and share this message with somebody if you feel like it hit home so we can get these messages out to more people. And also, you can go over to lovestandshere.com if you want to check out my blog posts. And also, if you would like to contact me, if you have any questions or comments or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can head on over there. You can also follow me at love underscore stands underscore here on Instagram. I hope you have a great week. I love you and I will talk to you next week. Bye.